Okay, one, two, one, two, one, two. So I've been struggling with the technology. Uh, we did a test on Friday. I uh, was really pleased with that. That almost went too well. Jim did say that at the time. He said that almost went too well. And so yesterday we tried to go live with the first show, wasn't getting anywhere. Um, and so again today, half past 12, but we've been troubleshooting with the people behind the scenes of the technologies that we're using. Um, and I think this should be working. Um, but here we are, 25 minutes later, whatever it is. But one of the ways we needed to sort of admittedly test this was to actually just crack on and try one. So um, hopefully this is working and reaching a few different channels. And uh, looks like it, it seems to be. So I'm not going to... Uh, hopefully that uh, you can see me. Um, let me know if so. And uh, if this goes okay or is working at all, then uh, it means you won't get this sort of ramble before every single episode. But ideally, we're going to be bringing, as it says down there, 12.30 till 1 on weekdays. Um, and so uh, this is late and apologies. But let me give you a bit of a flavor of what we're going to be talking about. It seems to be working. Um, and so uh, thank you so much to, to those that have stumbled across this. We're going to be doing this daily across a number of different channels. And uh, so, you know, it's uh, it's going to be us chewing over all things that are interesting at the time. Now, following the broadcast that we did on Friday, which was just a test, it's really interesting that uh, we got a lot of questions in. And it's like, I suppose it shouldn't be a daily ask me anything. And that's something that uh, we need to probably be mindful of. And so instead, it's going to be like we, we've got certain topics that we're going to cover and then we'll make it as interactive as we can following that and so any questions that come in we'll have some time for so sorry we're going to do half an hour now i know it's outside of uh, what we would normally have, uh, have have offered as the window that we we're going to do it but let's do half an hour as, as planned the topics that i wanted to cover today based on what we talked about um well the questions that came in were so interesting is that we've got sort of three points of news that i thought we'd try and cover um kelly holmes getting cupped which was essentially a big hot topic last week and people are asking my thoughts on that and you know, we get questions or comments people say you were a bit quiet on this or that or what's your thoughts happy to share them of course as ever um so we'll talk a little bit about that we've got the therapy live sport event which the tickets went live for yesterday and i think that'll sell out this week which is crazy but i just want to give you a few little insights as to what we've got planned there as well as some final thoughts on balloons you know me and dave o'sullivan did a live stream last week which has been quite popular for a number of reasons and so i just thought i'd give you a few final thoughts on that that seems to be what we smart smart to cover today not just for those that are tuning in live, but people that are going to catch this after the fact. And uh, and then, yeah, any questions that you have, if you want to try and contribute, then you can. And in the future, if this is working and we've actually sorted the technology, it means that we'll be able to have guests on and stuff like that. And you'll be able to play this in your staff room or visit it after the fact. And so you've got your like daily dose of it. But also, you know, this, this show is going to be um, centered around uh, various interests that me and my community around physio matters and things like that have, or MSKR, so it's, good, it's going to reach into sort of health policy, education, use of technology, and, and then the ways in which current affairs will, will intersect with that is going to be obvious. And so we've got no stone unturned, and therefore it could really go anywhere. And I'm up for that. That sounds like a, a smart thing for us to do. So what I would say is that we better off starting with what we said about Kelly Holmes then, is that 
for those that don't know, I wish I was prepped enough to have the video in case you haven't seen it, but essentially she tweeted uh, her getting some treatment. She's had a surgery for Haglund's deformity that she's had a debridement, I imagine, I think. Uh, and then she's having some post-operative physiotherapy care with Alison Rose, who is a physiotherapist that um, a, lot, a lot of you will have heard the name before, um, in part because she famously was the physio for, I think most famously, oh, I feel like I've first noticed her being written up in Jess Ennis's book and was really responsible for a lot of her care. And uh, But it's been in, in an elite, in elite circles as a consultant, at least, um, and has a private practice in and around Leeds. Now, as far as I, as far as I know, one of the things that really sort of made me aware of her, uh, independent of the athletes that she'd worked with, was that, uh, and I wasn't there in person, but myself uh, mine was at a conference in which she was speaking uh about visceral manipulation and the sort of um, some quite out there osteopathic techniques uh, all that were born out of some of the osteopathic world about the you know it's sort of holism done in a certain way that infers that, that things are mechanically in, in, um, related to pathology but also that we are that the laying of hands means that you can sort of sort of manipulate people's organs and that affects the function and the, and the metabolic consequences of that as well as the biomechanics and things and it just was it is not what i'm into and so it's just fair to say and i think a smart thing for me to be clear on is that the way in which that therapist as far as i'm aware and this is someone i've spoken to before but as far as i can tell there's a massive difference in styles of practice both in terms of what we analyze as being common faults with with athletes or patients um and also one of the things that's that's most relevant is what therefore is the proposed solutions to those issues and the ways in which we can or can't influence fellow humans bodies right um so it's a, a classically wordy way of saying we just disagree on analysis and we disagree typically on proposal of solution we don't know that in, in every individual case but generally speaking it just feels like this the an analysis that, that i've heard from from these things before and has been written in many an autobiography and, and that's the thing with these high profile athletes that then have physios the physios and their care methods become more high profile but I would also say then that the proposed mechanism of effect of what can be changed in people means that that leaves, if your analysis is different to mine, it means that the proposition of the solution is going to be vastly different. It also means that there could be a whole host of things that, that typically I wouldn't advocate for that, that might be used to sort of care for people. And that seems to be the case here, right? So Kelly Holmes the main thing for me isn't the fact that she's got a couple of suction cups um, at either side of her Achilles tendon as she's been essentially going through a, a plantar flexion, dorsiflexion, in prone mobilization, we'll call it. Um, th th that's that's by the by, really, for me. I mean, I, I, I don't, I, th I think, to be honest, it, it's, it's a bit gimmicky for my taste. But the big thing for me is that she's fairly soon post-op and she's having what feels like really painful treatment. Um, when she, you know, she's clearly flinching and, and in pain, and 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 part of the video is uh, part of the reason for the video is that she's sort of saying like, no pain, no gain, it's worth the torture, and so essentially there's this uh, mobilizing going on in which is really quite painful, and it's sort of this inducing of of pain. That's where I feel like the more relevant divorcing is compared to the cupping therapy. It's kind of more that this this idea that fundamentally to be inducing that level of 
uh, symptoms in, in any patient, um, post-op or otherwise, it's kind of that you must, you must perceive that what you're doing is somehow worthwhile. Now, it just, I can't on either level understand that logic. I've heard it explained in terms of that, um, you're going to be trying to change those tissues and therefore it's got to be, it's going to be painful because you're trying to influence those tissues in a meaningful way. I don't buy into that. I don't think that there's going to be any relevant uh, tissue change that you're going to be able to induce through manual techniques in that, in that way. But then also the, the, the neurological argument that there's some sort of uh, way in which this would be a, a, a desensitizing approach is sort of, especially the pain that seemed to be being induced on Kelly uh, in this instance, it, it just feels like that, that doesn't, apply to, to to this instance i just can't can't comprehend it from that angle either so essentially you've just got this this way in which uh, people are being treated and, and you know, fundamentally it just it does not intersect with the way in which i perceive uh, is sensible evidence-informed ethical you know it just just doesn't suit me but one of the bigger things that people are interested in then is that the response and reaction to that and how these things should or shouldn't be pushed back on um and that's where um, people were surprised that I wouldn't or we wouldn't have weighed in on that uh, more than we did. Now, part of it is just because we've got a lot on and I'll come to the Therapy Live news uh, in a second. But also it's that just because they're high profile athletes doesn't stop them being patients. And the last person in this chain that should be harangued, and I don't think that was the plan or intention of people, but there's a really relevant thing, I think, um, really relevant point to make is that the therapist and the bodies that we all, that supposedly represent us and the industry at large in MSK is surely more responsible than the actual patient that is therefore sharing this news. And what we've got to be careful of is that it's always going to take them by surprise. The fact that their therapist, who they know and trust, is is doing something that that that, that the industry at large or this corner of the industry is disagreeing with, they don't necessarily understand the downstream consequences. Which is why people were challenging her or describing it as being nonsense to her, is because we see this in clinic whereby people will come showing us these videos or showing us articles or bringing things that they feel are going to be the the solution that they need and, and not understanding that that can be really disruptive to care methods and, and evidence-based practice and so they're not going to know that and so we've just got to be a bit cautious that these are patients that we need to even though it's not everyone's intention but five six different people all at, all at once or in this case you know many dozen i'm sure um we just got to be mindful that that's always going to make someone feel defensive or humiliated and things like that and these are patients after all and whilst yes they've got a platform and therefore there's some inference of responsibility that can be pointed in the direction of these athletes i would say that she's misguided i would say that she's been misled um i, I from what we can tell you know we've got the full context but you know again i'd really struggle i can't, I can't torture myself to try and find a decent justification for that for that care from what we can see so far you know but i'd be really interested to try and work out what that would be but as i mentioned at the start my understanding is that that um from what i from what i know of alison rose it's is that essentially she she perceives problems to to be you know, her, her assessment of analysis of issues is different to what i would i would have as well as then the plethora of options that are available in terms of care methods is going to be vastly different and so it just feels like you know it's highly unlikely that there's going to be much overlap really um, where i could be in full context suddenly i would be enlightened to that being a really sensible thing to do so it's just a disagreement but how we interact with that online is really relevant 
and I think in this instance, it's it's something that um, with elite athletes, um, it's such one of the big ways in which it's such a different game is the amount of time that therapists and them interact. And so you've got a lot of what I would argue is window dressing. So you've got the core rehab in which we maybe would agree on, but it's just that when you've got a lot more time with with athletes, then sometimes out of obligation or this idea of chasing 1% or so the perception that you can make more difference to people's tissues if you were just being able to interact with them more or differently, that's where it, it can be a real different world. And so we've just got to bear that in mind. Now, um, that's something that, of course, we've got big plans for with regards to MSKR and, and, and MSK reform is going to be doing lots of work in which we try and tackle public perception through challenging certain narratives that come up in the media. Now, this wouldn't have been one because it was a storm in a, in a teacup just in, in, the, in our particular sphere. But if there were things that were sort of being peddled uh, in the national media and wanted to be challenged or even encouraged and, and perpetuated, then MSK reform has got plans to try and... Um, interact with that and interact with the media in a really interesting way obviously we've had a massive disruption over the last six months um or longer really because of the pandemic and other things that have affected the plans that we had for changing policy and the way that we were planning to interact with the media but those are still afoot um, and it's going to be really interesting to see how we do that so if people want us to be clear as to, to what what should be done or how we can challenge those things um it's, we're going to have lots of interesting work in that direction Really interested in your thoughts. I don't want to suggest that this is my concluding thoughts on this. I'd love to hear more from you. And certainly um, as these things flow, we're going to be doing them daily and weekdays. And therefore, there's no reason why I can't reflect some of your comments uh, forward and, and have interactions and chats or even bring you on the show if you've got a point that you want to make. You know, There's no need for us to conclude it so readily. Uh, but there's my early thoughts on this, at least. And, and generally speaking, why it's something that a lot of it makes me roll my eyes and I understand the sentiments of many people. Um, I also don't like the excessive apologetics where people infer that given the full context, then it would make all, it'll all make sense. It's like, no, there's a reason why there was a bit of outrage provoked and it's because it's really difficult in order to try and understand exactly um, what's going on there because it's kind of, you know, it, it, it's, it'd be really strange as to what context could be presented for me to go, oh, yeah, okay, it's really smart and and, and, and uh, really really good care there that's being delivered. But, you know, until we know more, um, I certainly think that, that the way in which Kelly was challenged from multiple fronts and things, I think we just need to be a bit more cautious of. So the next thing is, and then Therapy Live, which was a massive event, 22,000 people, 10 street, nine streams of education that we did in June, big MSK show and it went down a storm we had some technical issues early doors but then otherwise it was just yeah we we, we did what we hoped which was to create a massive uh, multi-stream multi-room conference feel but online and replicated that uh, at the, you know in, in in quick time as well so we're really proud of that but we also recognize that there were certain streams that didn't happen you know we, we really would love to have done a bit more of a sport focus we could have reworked and, and redone some more work in terms of pelvic health and business it feels like they could stand these things could stand alone as well and so we're going to annualize therapy live so therapy live will happen again in june and it will be yeah i dare say even bigger um more streams more rooms more panel discussions more varied content but also even more attendees so we did twenty-two thousand people registered last time most of which attended i think we had twenty thousand seven hundred people that logged in um and so we think we're going to be able to go higher than that but we also um, 
we also recognize that there's an opportunity for us to utilize the the software that we've been doing and, and also there's the system that we've created to shine a light into certain corners where we can take a bit of a zoomed in approach on certain topics and so one of them we'd like to do in the autumn time of this year and then each autumn or even a frequency that you guys want is for us to zoom in on on a on sport in this instance and the way that sport intersects cleanly with msk but also with performance and other variables that are interesting that we see uh, lots of athletes in clinic about and so, so therapy live sport at least will be annual and be slightly smaller so two or three streams of education but also then in this instance we wanted to zoom in on a sport or a theme and so in this instance, it's triathlon sports. So it's swim, bike, run. Now, one of the things I want to be clear on is that it's not just going to be triathlon specific content. There might be some swimming specific content. So if we're covering running, we're not just covering distance running, Ironman running, it could be sprinting as well. So it's kind of that any of those disciplines, but also there will be some triathlon specific content as well. We're going to have coaches, athletes, but also therapists. But it's going to be for, as ever, like most of our work, it's going to be for the jobbing therapist who's treating people who swim, bike, and run at any level. And also those that join it up and do triathlon and, and, and get insights from various different places. So that's going to be really exciting. Got loads of news on that. Tickets are out now. And yeah, yeah they, they're, they're flying off the shelves. We went out to early birds that people had registered for 24 hours before. So just be mindful of the fact that these... It might be, might be, I don't know. We've only got 5,000 tickets to this show. And yeah, I think at this rate, they're going to sell out this week. Um, and so please do uh, snap them up if you're interested. It's, you know, we've got loads of announcements, as you can imagine, with the with, uh, speakers and sponsors and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, so please do um, keep your eye out and, and make sure you you uh, look out on on social media across Therapy Live and, and Physio Matters social media. You know, the links are out there, but it's all on Eventbrite. So uh, you should find that. Therapy Live Sports Swim, Bike, Run. And that is Saturday, the 7th of November, if I remember rightly. So uh, do check that out. Uh, we'll try and post the link into the into the, uh, into the the comments and stuff like that. But as, as you guys are, are probably aware, oh, I could try I could try that now, actually. Uh, I'll get around to posting it into into here and see if it pushes it out to every feed. Uh, I don't know how these things work. I need to explore the technology a little bit more. So that's great. Um, so yeah, therapy life sport. That's me. That's the second thing I wanted to talk about. The third thing is probably relevant to the first bit in a sense is that I was going to say with me and Dave, if you haven't uh, checked it out already, then check out me and Dave O'Sullivan did a live stream sort of called it clear in the air because there'd been a bit of a spat particularly between him and the, and the on the physio matters feed a couple of months ago an image of his um that he's used for marketing purposes where he's an athlete stood on one leg blowing on a balloon um with a band around his knees and stuff and, and so physio matters was was uh scoffing and and, and uh and ridiculing that exercise and then it kind of got seen as being personalized now we we cleared the air and i encourage you to watch that stream if you want to uh, see how we sort of tidied that up and, and the big thing was that it was just important for us to recognize that the mistakes that, that were made there and, and the opportunity for a conversation was there and, and wasn't being taken at the time and so fortunately we were able to do that it means that we were able to clear up the fact that there's just a dis again i guess disagreement in styles of practice you know it's a, that the full context hasn't necessarily um persuaded me that that's a particularly uh, that, that 
that particular thing is uh, is, is super relevant. Um, I think that mechanisms of effect of those things are being overlaid in a, in a, in a misleading way, not in a purposefully misleading way. Just I just disagree fundamentally. I think with the the there are some biomechanical assumptions or activation pattern assumptions that are relevant to what they've saying that these balloons and bands etc do that um that I, I just don't think is is necessary and so it just felt a little bit gimmicky to me which we talked about but it was just a you know healthy disagreement at the end but in the middle of it we kind of got into the weeds a little bit of to um online behavior call out culture that sort of thing uh, interprofessional dialogue i think one of the big things that came out of it that i wanted to just reiterate here is that I think it's a really reasonable thing when people look on and think like, what you know is that good for the profession is often what's talked about it doesn't look good for the profession particularly in public and the, one of the things that is super relevant and, and questions that we receive regularly is that i know it sounds a bit strange for people to hear but i don't really give much of a monkeys about what is or isn't good for the profession narrowly right the profession of physiotherapy or even the industry of msk is just a vehicle to, to best help patients or the public with their aches and pains. And that's what I'm bothered about. So the fact that that um, someone, you know, the, the, the veneer of professionalism that can sometimes exist in and around any particular discipline is sometimes a misleading thing, really. It's like, what is in the best interest of patients? And I think that, that mis, misplaced care and, and unevidence-based care um, that isn't appropriately informed or justified. And granted, I'm not meaning in a narrow sense. You know, I'm sure in this show and, and elsewhere we'll be talking about evidence-based practice plenty in the future. But I'm just meaning in this instance that there is a relevant way in which we need to keep the parameters around what is vaguely acceptable and also what is available to be mocked or ridiculed. And it's kind of that sometimes those those lines are mis, uh, misjudged. And I think in this instance, you know, we were too ready to to ridicule. But it's just that. Uh, if, if someone was inferring that your star sign was especially relevant to your elbow pain and um, we were to acknowledge that and, and to see that that was at the core of someone's care model and they were perpetuating that and sharing it with new graduates and patients were going in and having that that's something that is so far away from what we understand as being the mechanisms of effect and analysis that that's uh, of both you know, what someone's problem is, but also what we can do to help them, that some things are, need to be available for ridicule. And, and, and that's certainly a really important part of our culture. Uh, and so, um, and we don't need to be comedians to, to, to satirize things. And so whilst knowing where that line is and what is available, what is appropriate to critique, what is appropriate to challenge, what circumstances and context it is, Ridicule needs to stay on the menu. And I know that seems strange and people sometimes feel uncomfortable, but that is something that is just natural. If some things, if some things are ridiculous, they get ridiculed. Now, that's why um, those lines are, are sometimes blurry, but I will always defend the right for, for that to stay as, a, as an option uh, when things are ridiculous. And it's important for us to understand that what's good for the profession is just not not necessarily the the relevant key metric you know people think that that is the the key variable and i think that that's something that's really uh really messy if we just think about it through this narrow professional lens or even the thinking about is it good for the industry it's kind of that patients uh, need us really to to be better always striving to improve and for us to learn from our mistakes and to make those mistakes in order to learn from them and so whilst you know it can be a catch-all get out of jail free card sometimes if overused whereby people 
you know, I'm not, I'm only bothered about what the patients only bothered about the patients. It's like anyone could say that, you know, I'm only bothered about the patients. Therefore, I ignore this evidence because I feel that this is actually what's best for them or I, I want what's better for the patients. And that's why, you know, I strongly believe that, that how Mars is aligned with Jupiter for, and the patient being a, a Taurus means this, you know, all this, I'm, I'm describing a far out there, pretty nonsense concept that certainly exists, hopefully doesn't exist too closely to the uh, professions in, within MSK that are typical. But generally speaking, it's, it's out there and, and other hocus pocus is available. But it's kind of that we need to just make sure that we recognize that, that, that some things will be will be mocked and some things will be done poorly. But I think, um, you know, it's, it's definitely uh, something that we need to bear in mind is that the context in which things are challenged and the way in which things are done is something that appropriately gentle to start with is smart but then it can it can be that if someone in a, a position of authority or someone that is uh, selling something um as an expert and positioning themselves appropriately as an expert or for someone like me to be positioning myself as i do as a commentator far from an expert but commentating on these things and the beneficiary of being a commentator on these things means that you know, I don't think it's it's necessary for, for every single person. If I said something really what, what people perceive to be outrageous, um, for people to not go through the standard gears, like if I was a new graduate throwing something out there, that they would be able to say you should know better or, you know, you've interviewed this person and you're not applying those principles or you've, you know, we know you're in, in light of this science and evidence, yet you're going contrary to it. It's unlikely that they need to always come at me as to say, do you mind expanding that a little bit, Jack? Would you like to, you know, it might not be quite as gentle as that. And that's all right. You know, sometimes if you, you position yourself in such a place, you can't then expect someone to come at you as if you're a new graduate because you can't have it both ways. Are you an expert who's in light of, of contemporary evidence or are you a new graduate? Or are you a student? Or are you a patient? Are you a layman? And you can't, you know, it's, it's relevant as to how you're positioning yourself, as to how people might come at you. Um, Gemma, hi, nice to see you. You're um, making some great points here. Let me be fancy and, and, and show you all how we can bring these comments forward. I know it won't show all of them, but essentially Gemma's making a point here about we're too quick to judge and comment, get bogged down on the profession. It doesn't look good, etc. whereas we need to focus on shared practice, how, why, and supportive culture rather than jumping out on a call-out culture. Of course, good friend of mine, Gemma, and uh, someone that I, of course, therefore, in this instance, agree with. But let me try and... Oh, no, I need to... Well, so this is this is what the problem is when me trying to be fancy using technology. I now uh, don't know how to hide that again. I shouldn't have done that, should I? You see, I should have worked out. Oh, there we go. Hide. Um, yeah, of course, you know, Gemma's making some great points here and we'll revisit this, no doubt, uh, many times on this show, but it's kind of in this instance important for us to recognise that we've got to try and find a balance and be supportive of each other and our colleagues. But I think we've got to, we've got to also recognise that it's not always going to be that from the off and that there needs to be a... a, a a whole range of different ways in which we can interact with each other. And I think that what's important to me is that we, we've got to not have it so that there's only one style of therapist that can interact on the internet. And that needs to be not the bolshy, obnoxious call out folk. 
but also we can't then infer that they are disqualified completely or anyone that's anywhere like that dispositionally and that it's only the person that's super calm super empathetic that always gives people 110 percent benefit of the doubt that will always approach something with a really gentle nudge just to say well, would you like to expand that further that can't be the only person that's allowed to come comment on things on the internet or challenge things especially when they see someone who's in in authority who's a net beneficiary of exposure and hype that can't be the only person that uh, only style of person let's say that, that can interact with this it's important for us to try and find a way to to be appropriately liberal i would say on this instance and and just sort of accept different styles and tones and, and, and respect each other's ways of which to communicate and then understand the consequences downstream of all of those different styles because it'd be boring if we weren't diverse in our in our approaches and, and dispositions so that'd be uh, that'd be good um some some lovely comments coming in i can't share them all but there'll definitely be stuff i look at and probably visited other shows we need to be wrapping this up pretty shortly but uh, just to show you that I'm, I'm here and i can see it and we will make this increasingly interactive as i learn about it um but a lovely comment here from joseph which is from what i can tell is youtube it's sort of i'm learning as i go along but on youtube joseph has said gentle nudges won't create change very interesting point joseph of course some would disagree but you know obviously i'm a disruptor enough to to agree with you there in the most part um gemma sounds like we're in agreement there i love that's brilliant i'm pleased to uh to always have uh have me mate Gemma involved and, and, and thanks for watching. I've got a great comment here from Mike James, another good friend of mine, of course, and no doubt we'll be dragging these folk on the show shortly about improving and refining our approaches. I'll leave you to read that in the comment section because it won't show it all anyway. But thank you so much for those of you that are uh, that are joining us uh, across various different platforms. Obviously, this streams to, I think, seven different places and I'm just getting used to it. But and also, I'm sorry that it's late. This show is going to go on for about half an hour between 12.30 and 1. Uh, technology issues meant that I wasn't even live yesterday. And then it kind of, we got it sorted and I needed to test it. And it seems like it's working now. So I really appreciate it. Uh, great comment here again from Neil Langridge. Thank you for joining us, Neil. It looks like this one's on Periscope on Twitter. Building an argument is very different from having an argument. I agree with challenge. Brilliant. No, that's a great point from Neil. And as you can see here, we'll be able to, especially for short comments and stuff, we'll be able to bring them up onto screen and also bring you more into the conversation, not just from me sharing it, but also the ability for us to have a discussion uh, on something like this and say, right, come on the show tomorrow and we'll talk about that in more detail. It's not always going to be like a news piece or whatever. Today I had a few topics that I wanted to discuss with you all, but eventually we're going to be able to get stuck in and it also takes the time to unpack these things a little more and to understand people's arguments um, rather than having arguments, which is a lovely point that Neil's just made there. Um, so really appreciate uh, what you're all doing and how you're all contributing, but uh, do play Make sure you put on the, into the comments and recognize as well the opportunities, not just for us to share those comments amongst us, but also for you to be able to get, get stuck in and become part of this. So we've got the function to have this in as almost like a call-in show and you'll be able to join and, and participate if you want to. So I uh, really appreciate it. Right, I'll wrap up. I think that's about half an hour. I'm sorry we're late, but 
12.30 tomorrow. Hopefully this is working. I'll see you then. Uh, and, uh, and just bear in mind that chewing it over might be an appropriate thing for you to have in the background of the staff room, especially for your MSK departments where it's going to be most relevant, but also we're going to be visiting anything uh, that is of interest or topical at the time. Send your questions in. It won't be just be a Q&A show, uh, but also comments and, uh, and, and also themes that you'd like to be covered. Uh, it'd be really interesting because uh, people sending me things that give me lots of pause for thought over the last few days. Um, you haven't commented on this and things like that. So it's like a really interesting thing for us to bring to the fore and to make sure we discuss things through so that then the uh, the loud voices don't just win. We can actually tease things out and understand things better. So appreciate you all and uh, see you tomorrow if you brave it again for chewing it over. All right, all the best.